So hi, everyone, and welcome to what we might call from now on um, our Course in Miracles with Keith podcast, because we've gone live uh, wherever you get podcasts. And we're not quite up to date yet. So this episode, you'll have to catch it on YouTube if you want to see it first. And um, maybe in a week's time, I'll have this up and we'll be up to date on the podcast. Um, So we have had a two week break. And we're getting back to it today. And I thought we might review uh, a number of different things. I thought we might review forgiveness. I thought we might review what we're talking about when we're talking about being in the cinema with Jesus. Um, And I thought we might sort of look at it maybe in a different way. And I I was kind of prompted to do this um, by someone last week talking about self-inquiry. And I wanted to tie that in so that we understand it's the the same process that we're doing with the course. And also Mary was asking lots of questions in the group uh, during the week, just about what exactly are we talking about when we talk about being in the cinema with Jesus? Um, and so that's what I thought we might get up to today. So let's see how it goes. Um, we have talked about our forgiveness process um, and we've said that the first step is that we need to undo projection. And so Ken always taught that once you've done the workbook, uh, the only two lessons you need to remember is I am never upset for the reason I think. And I could see peace instead of this. Um, And we can never go wrong in our forgiveness process if we remember that. Um, Over and over again, people say in the group, they'll ask questions and they'll go, this is after happening with my daughter. How do I deal with this? This is after happening with my husband. How do I deal with this? This is after happening with my dog. How do I deal with this? And I always start my answer with the same thing. I am never upset for the reason I think. Um, There is no cause in the world whatsoever. Uh, It can't make us feel anything. I mean, there's nothing actually happening here. It's just a projection of what's going on in your mind. And so um, with the course, when we are serious about the course and when we have decided to make this course practice important to us, um, we have to we have to change how we look at the world. Because when we choose to look at the world and our life with the Holy Spirit, suddenly now it's a classroom. So the purpose of the world is not to do what my ego wants it to do so I don't have to feel my guilt. Because that's what egos want. We're all born into this world with a very deep sense that there's something radically wrong with us, that we're in some way deficient, um, that we're inadequate, that there's something, you know, shameful and there's something... Um, you know, that we're, we're born with this idea, almost like an imposter syndrome. We're all born with that. Um, and that is a, an inevitable uh, result of identifying as an ego. And, you know, before the core course, what we're very busy doing as egos is trying to manipulate the world. 
I need people to behave a certain way towards me so I don't have to feel this deep inadequacy inside of myself. You know, in our special love relationships, it's like, you know, I am deeply deficient and I need you in order to bolster that deficiency in myself. I need you to behave towards me in a certain way so I don't have to look at how, you know, inadequate I feel, how lacking I feel. Um, you know, and that's the basis of our special relationship bargain. And then the minute somebody doesn't, you know, fulfill their end of the bargain, all my special love turns into special hate towards them. Because what happens is when people stop behaving in a way that allows me to control my guilt, um, all of my inadequacy that I was using them to cover over starts to bubble up to the surface. And because I'm a good, healthy ego, I will take no responsibility whatsoever for the fact that that was there all along. Uh, I'm going to go straight into projection and I'm going to go, you did this to me. Look what you've done to me. Look at the feelings you've made me feel. Look how awful I have to feel now because of what you've did, what you've done. But it was there first. The feelings are there first. Um, and so with, our, with the ego as our teacher, that's what we're busy trying to do. We're trying to manipulate the world to give me what I need so I don't have to look at how much, how appalled I am by myself as an ego. Um, and I am resisting what I don't want to happen in the world because it will stir up my, my inadequacy and my guilt and my unhappiness. I need to avoid people that behave a certain way. I need to avoid watching the news. So this is, this is the activity of the ego, the separate self. People should behave in a certain way so that I don't have to feel how awful I feel as an ego. <laughs> now, when we take the Holy Spirit as our teacher, um, then the world now has a different purpose. The world is now a classroom. So now it's about me relaxing with all this trying to manipulate the world so I don't have to look at my guilt. Now with the Holy Spirit, it's more like, bring it on. And now whatever's happening in my life, I understand that the feelings coming up in me were there first. I am not feeling upset because of what's happening in my relationship. That's the setup. That's the smokescreen. My husband is after behaving this way. I feel completely disregarded. I feel unhappy. I feel bereft. I am so upset. And, and it seems like <laughs> this is because of what my husband did to me. Now we have the Holy Spirit as our teacher. And now we understand that what's getting stirred up in me was there first. And I was demanding my husband behave a certain way so I didn't have to look at it. And now that he hasn't complied, 
Um, again, I take no responsibility for whatsoever for the fact that this self-loathing was always in somebody. I have felt it many times before in my life. This is not the first time I felt it. I have felt this as a child. I have felt this as an adolescent. I have felt this in early adulthood. I have felt this all through my life in various different situations. It's the same thing. It's the same thing that just keeps coming up. When, when egos won't behave the way my ego needs them to behave, so I don't have to look at this awfulness inside of me. So that's what it means to have the Holy Spirit as, as our teacher. It means the world is now a classroom. Whatever happens, what comes up inside of me was there first. It is my guilt. And the world is now showing me, with the Holy Spirit as my teacher, the world is now showing me what is broken in myself, what needs healing in myself. So it's incredibly important that we understand that our first step of forgiveness is understanding I am never upset for the reason I think. There's no cause in the world. It can't make me feel anything that, I, that is not already inside of me. Remember, as the one split mind, we made the world to blame for how awful we feel as an ego. So we're saying that the feeling is inside me first. And in truth, the world is doing what it's doing because of the awfulness of ego. Because of the guilt and the self-hatred and the self-loathing. Um, we, as that one split mind, made the world in order that we could see, we could hate the world instead of ourselves. And this is our dream. It could have been anything we wanted it to be. <laughs> you know, we could have had unicorns. We could have lived to be a thousand. You know, people could have got better looking as they got older. You know, animals could have lived as long as humans. Um, you know, we could have had all of that. You know, there didn't have to be death. There didn't have to be sickness. There didn't have to be pain. It's our dream. We could have dreamt what we want. But the dream is purposive. The dream was not dreamt. So you could be happy and skip through the rainbows with the rest of humanity. Okay, so it was, a, we wanted a dream of victims and victimizers. We wanted a dream of being unfairly treated. We wanted to be able to keep our separateness, but not feel like we're responsible. We wanted to feel like, you know, the innocent victims. We wanted to keep our separateness, but make something or somebody else guilty. To stay an ego but not have to hang on to the guilt. And that was the purpose of the dream. So again, the very first thing we do in every single forgiveness situation is we understand I'm not upset for the reason I think. So again, people come onto the group all the time going, this is after happening in my child's school. I can't believe it. How do you do the course with this? It's like the feelings coming up with you have nothing to do with that. I am never upset for the reason I think. That's the smokescreen. That's what we made the world for. So you would go, 
look what this is doing to me. Look at the feelings that's coming up inside of me because of what's after happening in the movie. So our first step is to undo that mindlessness and, and go, hang on. These feelings <laughs> have come up in me very regularly for the last 50 years. <laughs> this was in me first. And that's what we ask the Holy Spirit's help with. To undo it in me. But I must undo the projection. I have to look at that upset in myself without blaming the world for it. Whatever guilt I'm seeing in someone else, that's my own guilt projected. Whatever hate I have for anyone in the world, no matter what they've done, that's my self-hatred projected. And so the Holy Spirit can help me remove anything as long as I'm not blaming something or someone. An event, my body, other bodies, the past, the future, as long as I let go of the blame and I look at it in me. So that's always our first step. <clears throat> so now we move on to this idea of looking with the Holy Spirit. And, and this is where we get the idea of the metaphor for, you know, being above the battleground with Jesus, being in the cinema with Jesus. What we're going to do is we're going to join with Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Now, look, that is a symbol and it means this. You are now non-judgmentally looking. You are dropping opinions. You are dropping preferences. You are dropping judgments, evaluations, and comparisons. You're going to be a witness to what your ego is doing. And that's what we do. We, we look at what our ego is doing. We look at the feelings and the thoughts that are going on and we don't judge them. We are the noticer of them in the Holy Spirit. Because when we say I'm never upset for the reason I think, the reason I'm upset is because I'm identified as an ego. That's where all the upset comes from. <laughs> okay. That's where all the upset comes from is ego. And we made the world to blame it for how upset we are. So the world's not responsible. That's why I'm never upset for the reason I think. I am upset because I, the Holy Son of God, am identified as a body, as a separate self, as an ego, as an insane voice talking to itself in my mind. That's the upset. And Jesus' great promise in the Course is, if you look at your ego with me, it will vanish. If you look at your suffering and your pain with me, it will vanish. That's literally what he's saying. That's his great promise. Okay, but we do need to move beyond the idea that I, the body, <laughs> I'm going to look at, I, the body, and the body's thoughts and the body's feelings, because that's not what it means to join with Jesus at the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about it this way. If, let's say, I have a situation with my partner, and my partner has done something that's upset me, and so it seems right now that I'm unhappy 
because of what someone else has done in the world. Okay, so again, if I'm doing the course, my first step, my first port of call is I'm never upset for the reason I think. So I stop looking at this external relationship and saying, you did this to me. Okay, that's our first step. And I turn away from the relationship and I turn back towards myself. Um, so before anything else, you know, we want to ask, who is the one that's upset? Who is this I that is upset? Um, the unhappiness that I feel has not throughout my life only been caused by this relationship or what has just been done in this relationship. I have felt this unhappiness before in my life for completely different reasons at completely different times. And it's always the same unhappiness. Whenever I feel unhappy, it's always the same feeling. But there seems to be many, many different reasons for it. And the only constant, if you look at all those situations in your life where you are unhappy, um, is this I. Situations are all different and changing. The only thing that's there in all these situations where there's unhappiness is this I. So what is this I? Is it a body? So I ask myself, what is this I that is upset? What is this I that is unhappy? Is it a body? And I can investigate that and I can go, well, you know, I have always been I. You know, when I was five years old, I looked in the mirror, I saw a different body. But I was the same I then that I am now. You know, thoughts were different and feelings were different and circumstances in my life was different. But this sense of I, that was there when I was five. And it was there when I was 15 and 25 and 35. So this I is constant. And this I is the only one that's, the only thing that's constant in these situations um, when there's unhappiness. So if this I is not a body, you know, I can get, you know, I, I could be sedated by modern medicine and they could like chop off my limbs. Would I still be I? And I would. And they could swap out my organs and they could put other people's organs into my body. Would I still be I? And the answer is I would. So then what is this I? Is it? this collection of thoughts, memories, feelings, and sensations. Because that's what I think about with I. I is thoughts, memories, feelings, and sensations. That's how I'm experiencing I. And so then I can investigate that. 
and I can say, well, hang on a minute. These thoughts are always coming and going. And I'm aware of my thoughts coming and going. But I don't come and go. So this I that I am, not only is it not a body, but it's not made out of thoughts. So then maybe is this I the feelings? And then I can investigate that and I can say, well, feelings are also coming and going. You know, sometimes it seems like they hang around longer than thoughts. But ultimately, they do come and go. And even when I'm feeling sad a lot of the time, there are, there are times when the sadness isn't there. And when the sadness isn't there, I'm still here. So when the feeling of sadness is lost, I don't lose a part of myself. And then we think about sensations. You know, I can clap my hands. You know, I can click my fingers. I can scratch my nose. And I'm aware of these sensations. But, you know, as soon as I stop scratching my nose, clicking my fingers, the sensation's gone. And I'm not gone. There's an I that's still here. And so now I can see that thoughts, feelings, and sensations are coming and going all the time, but I don't come and go. So the I that I think I am isn't really what I am. I thought I was a person. When I was interacting in the world with others, as though I was these thoughts, memories, feelings, and sensations. But it's not what I am. So I am this, which is aware of thoughts, feelings, and sensations coming and going. That's what this I is. So what I am is in the background of all of that. So what is this I that I am, this aware presence that is aware of thoughts, feelings, and sensations, but that isn't thoughts, feelings, and sensations? And then what I want to do is I want to become really interested in, in this I. I want to become more interested in this I that is aware of thoughts, feelings, sensations, memories. I want to become more interested in that than I am in the thoughts, feelings, sensations and memories.
this eye is what you are in the cinema with Jesus. So that's what the metaphor of being with, in the cinema with Jesus is all about. This still alert, aware presence that I am always in the back of my mind. Now, getting back to our examples, if I become more interested in this eye than this unhappiness in, in the relationship situation, well, what is that unhappiness? That unhappiness is just thoughts, feelings, and sensations. But it's not I. I is aware of those, but it's not that. And so as I practice this, and as I begin identifying as this I, what's in the background of thoughts, feelings, sensations, um, I'm learning, you know, Jesus says in the course, um, I do not know the thing I am. Uh, that's the important thing we need to understand because the, th the thing I think I am is my thoughts, feelings, sensations, and memories. But we've just gone through a process of investigation that says you're not that. And that's what Jesus wants us to understand. And so, you know, we've proved Jesus right there. And what he's saying to you now is, if you let go of that then, and you start investigating this eye, the one that's with me, what you are will tell you of itself. That's salvation. Okay, we have a split mind. You have an ego and the Holy Spirit. You have a wrong mind and you have a right mind. Your wrong mind is all the thoughts, feelings, sensations, and memories. Your right mind is what we've just arrived at there. That's the you that's always in the cinema with Jesus. You're always that. You overlook that to get lost and identified in the thoughts, feelings, and emotions. It seems like I becomes colored by experience, but it's never colored by experience. And this is the I we want to get to know. And this is the I that's in the cinema with Jesus. So, very quickly and gently, we're going to do a little exercise. Um, this is not a test. Please absolutely chill out with this. We're going to do this very lightly. We're just going to experiment a little bit with this. Um, please don't do this if you're driving. I'm going to <laughs> suggest that you close your eyes for a few moments. Okay, with your eyes closed, notice the mental chatter that's already happening. 
judgments are happening. Thoughts arise about what you're seeing and feeling and experiencing. Thoughts might be happening about what I'm saying or how I'm saying it. Just notice how something is aware of all that chatter. So we're not interested here in what we are aware of. The things we're noticing, thoughts, feelings, experiences, sounds. But what we want to be really interested in is the fact that there is an awareness of what is arising. There is an awareness of thoughts, feelings, and sensing that's happening. Just notice that there is an awakeness, a beingness, an effortless awareness of the thoughts and feelings and sensations that arise. And there might even be thoughts happening about what I'm saying. And you're aware of that. So all we're doing right now is just being a little bit curious about what it is in your mind that is awake and aware. Who is this I that is aware of the thoughts happening and the judgments and the opinions? And there is just this effortless noticing of it. And you may have thoughts arise about the past or the future. And just what is this knowing in your mind of those thoughts about the past and future? And this knowing in your mind is actually outside of time. Time only exists in the thoughts. And you can be aware of all those thoughts rising and falling, changing and moving, and your judgments about the thoughts. And in behind, there's just this effortless knowing of what's happening. There is just this awareness of what your mind's doing. What the feelings are, what the opinions are. There is just this, this knowingness in behind. There is this awareness of what's going on there. And notice how the awareness is just constant. Thoughts are changing, judgments are coming up and they're going. And all the time, there's just this noticing.
Okay, so nice and gently, you can bring yourself back. And I would love to just throw this open for you to have a chat with me, talk to me. <laughs> Tell me how that was for you. Tell me what that experience was like. Throw your hand in the air virtually or <laughs> put your hands up and we can get to you or, or put something in the chat box if you don't want to go on and record it. Jenny has her hand up, so if she'd Brilliant. like to go ahead and say something, Jenny. Hi. Thanks, Hi, Jenny. Fair play uh, for going first, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't have a lot to say, so I thought I'll just say something short, which is if I noticed that if I efforted too much, that went against, I think, what the goal was. And then when I relaxed into noticing then it was more like oh there it is but if I tried to pin it down <laughs> into a concept it was gone again lovely so. lovely very very important um point um so what we were doing there was we were becoming aware of awareness okay and awareness is the only thing in your entire experience um, which is aware of itself. There's no subject-object relationship. In other words, when you are aware of your thoughts and your feelings, and they're all objects. Thoughts are objects, feelings are objects, sensations are objects, memories are objects. Uh, there is the awareness and there is the object, the subject and the object. And when you, when you turn around to explore, what is this thing that's aware? Um, you know, what is aware of this, this awareness? And the answer is awareness. So it cannot be pinned down by a concept. It's not an object. You can't go looking for it as an object. So yeah, brilliant observation. Thanks, Jenny. Where should we go next then, Eli? Yes, Adrian, you can go ahead. Thank you. But actually, just as you were starting, thought I'd put a question in the chat around forgiveness thing. But um, yeah, it's funny. Like I, I was kind of upset about something earlier on today, and I did some forgiveness around it, and a kind of peace just landed in and it's been there kind of the last while which is beautiful like it's really lovely but it, it's yeah it's it's i still very much get caught up in the the story though at times you know mm -hmm. and i think that was that was my question in the, in the in the chat around forgiveness it was like if i kind of feel like if i'm trying to work a forgiveness practice about a particular situation um do i have to name out the kind of situation or is it just enough to acknowledge that this is just unconscious guilt and bring that unconscious guilt to holy spirit of jesus and watch it because the reason i'm asking that is I've, I've been kind of simplifying it the last couple of days and trying to do that and a piece just comes in really quickly 
you know and it's uh so anyway i just want to clarify if that's have you yet made the connection between the peace and that awareness in the back of your mind yeah yeah oh yeah 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 so yeah. you understand we're talking about the same thing totally yeah totally and so what we can understand then is that we can understand what i mean because you're saying well do you name out the situation no because i'm never upset for the reason i think yeah okay yeah okay um because what you've just established there is that the, you know the result of forgiveness is that i experience this peace which is me experiencing my identity as this awareness in the back of my mind instead mm. of as the insane voice talking to itself instead of the objects the thoughts feelings sensations that are coming and going and rising and falling and changing mm. um and so i guess if we go back to the example we were working on which is um the relationship and me feeling unhappiness in the relationship and i'm never upset for the reason i think um so i i, I turn away from the relationship i look back at this i that i think that i am um and and i realize you know i am not the thoughts feelings and sensations that are happening mm -hmm. so that's how i go metaphorically speaking that's how i join jesus in the cinema because what, what i notice that when i'm in this space where i'm very aware of the peace and aware that that's who i am mm -hmm. i can bring anything to it and it's gone instantly like correct this much. is the thing once you've done that, once once you've joined Jesus to look at the thoughts, feelings, and sensations uh, with no judgment, okay, then you align yourself with this awareness that is always in the back of your mind, which is the Holy Spirit, which is your right mind. You, you that's how you go back to it, and uh, you don't judge. Jesus says it's a dream of judgment, so judge not, and you will waken. Um, that's what brings us back to this this in the cinema and then once i realize well i'm not my thoughts feelings and the sensations that's going on i'm i'm, I'm what's with jesus here then i go back and look for the unhappiness i had about the relationship and as you've just said it's not there yeah because the unhappiness was never caused by the relationship mm. the unhappiness was because i thought i was the thoughts feelings and sensations and memories and so once i remember what i am once i identify as what's with jesus in the cinema then there's no more unhappiness i mean when so, i'm in that space it's fantastic but there's still an awful lot of back and forth of course where i'm of lost course, for us all for yeah. us all me included mm. But what we want to do is we want to get familiar with the mechanics of this. Mm. And we want to feel what that awareness is like. That's beautiful. Um, because, because that is what it means to be in the cinema with Jesus. It means to be that which is aware of thoughts, feelings, sensations, perceptions. But that isn't colored by them. That isn't changed by them. It's aware of them happening. But it isn't colored by them. And when I shift my identity from being the insane voice talking to itself in my mind, and I identify as this, what is with Jesus, 
Ken called it a non-judgmental observer. Other paths call it awareness. Um, Eckhart Tolle calls it presence. But it's the presence of your right mind, which isn't a thinking mind. It is that which is aware of thoughts coming and going, but that doesn't itself come and go. And our course practice needs to be, you know, bringing us in the direction of coming to know this I, this right mind, which is always there. It is always in the background. It's just getting overlooked in order to identify as thoughts, feelings and emotions and experience. So this is what it means to be in the cinema um, with Jesus. So we've gone about that in a slightly different way. I mean, that's a self-inquiry uh, method of arriving in the same place as saying that what you do is you fall back from identifying as the insane voice talking to itself um, to be a non-judgmental observer of it with Jesus. And once you're doing that, that's it. Like, because everything that comes then when you're when you're yeah the minute i identify as this awareness what is in the cinema with jesus um happy unhappiness can't stand yeah. guilt can't stand mm. and that's how it's undone because it's only ever there because i think i am the thoughts and the feelings and the sensations that's where the unhappiness comes from. And then it gets denied and projected out. And we say to the world, you did this to me. <laughs> but it didn't. The only reason I'm ever unhappy is because I'm identified as a thinker. And the minute I let that identification go to be what can non-judgmentally observe the thinker with Jesus, um, all, no unhappiness can stand. Beautifully now, simple. Yeah. Now, the thing is, you know, and if you're new to the course or new to the process, you know, that's not going to happen straight away. <laughs> Your fear of not being the insane voice talking to itself is going to be very high. Um, and so all you do is you, you look, you wait until your fear diminishes and that you're in more of a position to let go of your identification as this thinker. Um, and then you wait until automatically this looking causes you to fall back and identify as this awareness, this peace in your mind, this quiet center, this stately calm, the changeless dwelling place, all the different names Jesus gives in the course. Okay, so where should we go next? Eli, thanks very much for that, um, Adrian. Thank you, thank you. Hey, Marcia, you can unmute yourself. Stage is yours, Marcia. Hi, oh, that was wonderful. You know, you're you you've been leading us to this idea of falling back, you know, into our right-minded self. You know, first of all, like you say, we're never upset for the reason we think. And, and you know, you feel that feeling, you don't, you know, go into an unworthy form of denial. Oh no, this isn't happening. Now you, you you realize what's going on and you realize it's not real and you turn with Jesus, you fall back. The stately calm, and that has always I've been practicing that. But this exercise that you had us do, I'm grateful for because it gave me a different way to look at 
how but, you fall back. Yeah. And it was very peaceful. And as I did that, I could see all these, you know, I've got constant, like we all do, thoughts. You know, I have an avocado sitting on my kitchen counter. The avocado popped in my mind. Third grade le lesson popped into my mind. This, that, you know, past, future. Not here, not present. And when I fall back, I can really look at all those little things what I was seeing was like a giant cookie studded with things. And that is like floating away. And I'm falling back to my awareness. Yeah, yeah. and the awareness and that's constant. That's always the same. That love's presence is always there no matter what. And that is always a challenge, of course. I wake up in the morning and I go, oh, Oh, today's another day to forgive. And then I move and my whole body screams and I go, but, but that has nothing to do with who I am. And I think gradually I'm, I'm just becoming much more peaceful. You know, what like you, you are. So what you are yeah. is telling you of itself. Yeah. And I, yeah. I've been really looking forward to that. And yeah. I, I think it's, coming about and I just want to thank you I don't really have anything else to say no thank thanks you. a million Marcia that's super yeah so what you are is telling you of itself um and so and so it's about us having you know working with Jesus in this way or the Holy Spirit in this way um to begin to experience an identity that isn't the body and that isn't isn't Keith isn't Marcia that isn't any of the thoughts or memories or feelings or sensations that's going on. There is something here that is pristine. Um, that is changeless. And, and we work with Jesus until, you know, this starts to feel like home. And then forgiveness is where I now understand that what I am as this changelessness is what my brother is. Mm. And that's the light in my mind that goes into my brothers. That's that's what healing is in the course. You know, so it doesn't matter if it's forgiveness or it's healing or anything. It's all the exact same thing. It is falling back and remembering what you are. That is not thoughts, feelings, emotions, sensations. Rather, what is aware of that. And then what I am, my brother is so my mind tells my brother what he is mm -hmm. and that's that's what forgiveness is that's why that that's the entirety of the course uh you know there was there was a there was a sign over the oracle of delphi and it's delphi and it said know thyself well the course mm -hmm. is saying the same thing it's saying mm -hmm. know what you are you know jesus is blue in the face in the course especially the if you're doing the lessons in order uh he's talking about i'm not a body i'm free i'm still as god created me well that's what we're talking about but you know i i, I hear people um who are course students it's always a lovely thing to hear but i often wonder do they understand this um because people that are practicing the course will say, well, you know, I've been practicing the five, the course for the last five years. And all I can tell you is that I feel more peaceful. And I often wondered, have they realized yet that the peace is from an identity that isn't 
the history, the memories, the thoughts, the feelings, and the sensations. Um, because that's what that's the only place the peace is. So again, I want you to understand also that um, when we have those moments in nature where we're just like blown away by the majesty and the beauty of it, um, that feeling, that sense of, you know, elation and peace, and it's almost like, you know, your heart swells and it's like your awareness seems to go outside your body. There's this sense of expansion. Um, we're talking about the exact same thing. We're talking about this identity, this awareness coming into the foreground and replacing uh, the thoughts, the feelings, the sensations and everything else that's going on. You know, for some people, they're going to feel that really, that, that, that sort of like, you know, um, there's a word for it technical scientific that won't come to me um peak experience that's the one so for some people they'll have that in nature and um, it's really important again that we remember that there's no cause in the world so the world did not give me that peak experience <laughs> rather um you know i was able to look at it without judging it which instantly aligns me with what i am behind thoughts feelings sensations memories and history um and then there's this feeling of peace and all is well and goodness um that's just naturally there behind the thoughts feelings um and sensations for other people that's going to happen with music uh, for other people they'll get that with art you know for others it would be let's say you know we all get it with babies there's this you know, because there's nothing to judge about a baby. <laughs> you can't judge a baby. You can't blame a baby. Um, let's say it's someone else's. <laughs> you can't blame a baby for any of your 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 guilt. Um, and so there's just this sense, you know, we can look at a baby with, with no judgment. And then there's this peace. Everyone feels around like a newborn baby, which has nothing to do with the baby. Um, it has to do with not judging. It has to do um, with the emergence of this awareness in the background, my right mind, what I am in the cinema with Jesus coming into the foreground. So it's always that. So it's very important when we have these, and it can happen when you're reading the course. And you just feel moved. It's the same thing. You've just become less interested in that judging and saying voice talking to itself and you've fallen back into your right mind. Uh, what you are that is not a person. Thanks very much, Marsha. Shall we go to Cormac next, Eli? Uh, yes, and then we do have something in the chat, but we'll cool. let Cormac go no ahead. Problems. Hi, Cormac. Need to just unmute yourself, Cormac. Perfect. Oh, yeah, so, sorry, I was struggling to unmute there. <laughs> um, yeah, look, thanks a million. It was, it, you know, I've only I've only come across this stuff like a week ago. Um, I was talking to actually to Adrian. I was struggling with lots of stuff, and he he 
just kind of told me a few bits and pieces about this and straight away I could feel my whole everything just started to calm down a little bit right, cool. um I, the question I mean my experience of that exercise I'm going to have to go back and watch it again because as soon as I closed my eyes I was gone it was like there was four different or five different plays all going on at the one time and I couldn't <laughs> even hear your voice like it wasn't until and, and I kept kind of almost nodding off asleep. Like it was like my brain okay. just wanted to, just didn't want to tune in at all. Like, okay, that's resistance, um, and which then we the, all the have. Other, the other thing I wanted to ask you about. Go ahead. Is the, the idea of Jesus or the Holy Spirit, like when I'm like, that was what Adrian introduced me to a week ago was that forgiveness exercise. And it, it really definitely impacted how I was feeling and, and, and calmed me down. Mm-hmm. But my mind keeps getting caught on the idea of how do I know like, or what is Jesus? What is the Holy Spirit? Or like, so I get caught up in trying to, am I connected or what's the idea of it? Or how do I, you know, it's like my mind kicks back in on that idea or the concept of Holy Spirit, Jesus. And I'm wondering, is it exactly the same as the non-judgmental presence? Is yes. that, is, are yes. the two the same or is there a difference? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, Jesus says in the course that the ego is legion. You know, there's Cormacs and there's Keats and there's Eli's and there's Sparkles and there's Marshes and there's Jays. So the ego is legion. Uh, the Holy Spirit is one. There's actually only one awareness. So if you like, Jesus was a man who realized he wasn't a man. He wasn't thoughts, feelings, sensations and memories. Um, and knew himself totally as that awareness. Um, and so, you know, Jesus, so in other words, there is no Jesus, just like there's no Cormac and there's no Keith. It's just a collection of thoughts, feelings, um, and emotions. Um, so, but we use Jesus as a symbol um, for the Holy Spirit, because uh, mm-hmm. it's easier for us as bodies to interact with a body. Um, but Jesus isn't. A man. I mean, Jesus is Christ because he realized he wasn't a man. So he let go of all identification yeah. uh, with thoughts, feelings, and now we're not asked to do that all at once. Now, Cormac, seeing as you're a newbie, <laughs> and good luck with it if you try. Um, but what we're asked to do is to begin to um, join with a thought of perfect love in our mind. You can choose Jesus. You can choose the Holy Spirit. You can choose Buddha. You can choose Archangel Michael. These are just symbols um, for the right mind. And there's just one right mind. But the you that can look at Cormac, thoughts, feelings and sensations without judging him is not Cormac. And that's what you want to get to know. That's the you that's in the cinema with Jesus. Yeah. Thanks for that, Cormac, and good luck with the course. (laughs) Stick with it. Um, So what do we have in the chat box, Eli? Okay, this is from Lucia. He says, they're asked, um, and then once I've awakened to the moment and I'm identified with Holy Spirit, how do I recognize the leading of the Holy Spirit for action in my world? Hmm. So mm-hmm. when we talk about guidance by the Holy Spirit, what we're talking about is letting go of uh, listening to everything that your insane voice talking to itself is saying, because it's wrong about everything. And so it's the thing is that when you um, join 
with Jesus, you become right-minded by looking at your wrong mind without judgment of it and realizing I'm not that. I am what's looking. I'm not what's arising. Um, and you identify with that stillness, that awareness. Um, you can right action, right-minded action just happens through you. So if your action is the result of like thinking and past experiences and trying to work out what the best thing to do is, that's just all tainted with ego. Uh, but when you let that go, when you identify as this awareness um, in behind, then right-minded action just happens through you. It's not arrived at through analysis. It's just simply love expressing itself through you and meeting the needs of the moment for everyone concerned with the situation equally. So in again, the chat, that's yeah. So that's going to take that's going to take some practice. You, you you know, you have to let Jesus teach you what you are, which is not your thoughts, feelings, sensations. Uh, you've got to spend time uh, with Him, uh, being this awareness and behind it all that is always pristine and learning of that and becoming comfortable with it and sort of you know being able to fall back into it and having it begin to feel like what you are that that it's home. Um, and, and then from there, you'll just notice that you just, loving action flows through you, which isn't self-interested. It's not self-interested. So thank you for that question. Sorry, Eli, you go ahead. What's the next no, one? No, that's okay, because he, Lucia, added a little bit while you were talking in the chat. And he says, I just got the answer to my question. I don't recognize the leading of the Holy Spirit. I am the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then then as you kept talking, he said, oh, thank you. Thank you. I get it. Yeah. At the top of the ladder, we realize we are the Holy Spirit, that, that awareness. Right. Um, I mean, for now, there is the experience that there's a me that is either um, identifying as the thoughts, feelings, sensations and experience, or there is the me that is in behind all of that. Um, so that's the idea of the decision maker. Um, so, but yeah, so you could think about that awareness in your, in the back of your mind being the Holy Spirit, and then you've got to go and you've got to join with that, which means become it. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that it, Eli? Yes, we're all caught oh, up, so... Hey, we can All right, start let's, um, let's have a look. Let's okay. Um, I'm gonna do lesson 109. Um, now this is one that I read a little bit of not too long ago, like within the last month or two. Um, and um, yeah, let's um. Let's read this. So I want you to understand everything we've been talking about up until now. And I want you to see how Jesus is saying the same thing in lesson 109. Let's have a look at some key ideas here. I'm going to just talk about some key ideas and then we'll read it in full. So he's going to thought, talk about um, being able to experience safety and happiness, although we seem to be in the middle of danger and sorrow. So he's talking about this awareness with him. This is what it means to rest in God. 
Um, he, he, here's the important one. This thought, I rest in God, this what I am behind thoughts, feelings, sensations, and stories. Uh, this thought has the power to wake the sleeping truth in you. Whose vision sees beyond appearances to that same truth in everything, everyone and everything there is. So again, when I fall back from identifying as the insane voice talking to itself, um, this, this effortless awareness and behind that, what I am in the cinema with Jesus, um, I now see what I am in everything. And that's what it means to extend the Holy Spirit. So what I am, my brother is, he is not his body and he's not what an ego is doing. Again, Jesus is saying, this is the sleeping truth in you, that you're not the activity of your mind and feelings and sensations, and you're not the stories that are there. That's the movie. That's the world we made. Um, he's saying, you know, rest in God, which means come back where I am, behind all of that. And you do that quite simply by looking at your ego without judging it. You, you will never join Jesus in the cinema. You will never experience this quiet center the stately calm uh, by feeling guilty about your ego, by trying to fight your ego, by trying to change your ego. All you ever have to do is be able to look on it without judgment. And you take Jesus's hand in the stately calm, in the quiet center. You, you rest in God. You know, it might take a while for you to relinquish your, um, your clinging, to your ego identity that's perfectly fine you look you wait you judge yourself not if you do that you will fall back into this stately calm with jesus and whatever suffering has been coming up for you is gone it can't be there all suffering comes from identifying as the thoughts and the feelings and the history and the stories once you fall back and you rest in god no suffering can stand no guilt can exist. Jesus is saying here is the end of suffering for all the world. Just by realizing what you are and that everyone else is the same. This is the thought where the son of God is born again to recognize himself. Okay, so I think I've brought you through the key idea. So I'm going to read it in full just because I think it's a beautiful lesson. Um, and, and as you listen to the lesson, um, you know, be aware of Jesus calling you back from your identification with the stories and the thoughts and the feelings and the sensations in your life. He's calling you back into the stately calmadom, into this awareness. That's what the lesson's all about. And he's telling you about the power of this place, of knowing what you are as this and not a person. Okay, let me dig out that uh, lesson 109. We ask for rest today 
and quietness, unshaken by the world's experiences. We ask for peace and stillness in the midst of all the turmoil born of clashing dreams. We ask for safety and for happiness, although we seem to look on danger and on sorrow. And we have the thought that will answer our asking with that we request. I rest in God. This thought will bring to you the rest and quiet, peace and stillness, and the safety and the happiness you seek. I rest in God. This thought has power to wake the sleeping truth in you, whose vision sees beyond appearances to that same truth in everyone and everything there is. Here is the end of suffering for all the world and everyone who ever came and yet will come to linger for a while. Here is the thought in which the Son of God is born again to recognize himself. I rest in God, completely undismayed. This thought will carry you through storms and strife, past misery and pain, past loss and death, and onward to the certainty of God. There is no suffering it cannot heal. There is no problem that it cannot solve, and no appearance but will turn to truth before the eyes of you who rest in God. This is the day of peace. You rest in God. And while the world is torn by winds of hate, your rest remains completely undisturbed. Yours is the rest of truth. Appearances cannot intrude on you. You call to all to join you in your rest. And they will hear and come to you because you rest in God. They will not hear another voice than yours because you gave your voice to God. And now you rest in him and let him speak through you. In him you have no cares and no concerns, no burdens, no anxiety, no pain, no fear of future and no past regrets. In timelessness you rest, while time goes by without its touch upon you. For your rest can never change in any way at all. You rest today. And as you close your eyes, sink into stillness. Let these periods of rest and respite reassure your mind that all its frantic fantasies were but the dreams of fever that has passed away. Let it be still and thankfully accept its healing. No more fearful dreams will come now that you rest in God. Take time today to slip away from dreams and into peace. Okay, so Jesus continues with instructions on how to do the lesson. Um, so I'll stop it at that. But I, I want you to hear what Jesus is saying to us um, in lesson 109. He is saying, listen, all you have to do is realize you are that. What is in the cinema with me? That's your memory of what you are as God created you. 
not the insane voice talking to itself. It's not you. Jesus tells us in the course, the ego is not you. He says, you know, we're, we're driven by ego goals. Um, and he's saying, and, you know, they're not in your own best interest because the ego isn't you. You know, the personality, the person, just a collection of stories and thoughts and feelings and sensations. Salvation, you know, um, can be seen as nothing more than the escape from concepts. So what is it that's aware of the concepts? What is it that's with Jesus or the Holy Spirit behind all the concepts and the thoughts and the feelings and the sensations and the world? Salvation. Resting in God. Would anyone like to ask any questions? Um, Keith, there is something in the chat. It came yeah. up a little while ago, though. Um, it's from Jed Larson. In a post from yesterday, you said that when we remember what we are, we will see the thoughts, feelings, the body, and the whole world are all the one awareness. Could you explain that? Okay. Um, so when I fall back from identifying as the body, as the thoughts, as the feelings, as the stories, as the sensations, and know myself as the awareness and behind all of that in Jesus or the Holy Spirit, um, I know that's all there is. <laughs> Um, that's the extension of the Holy Spirit. When you when you join with the Holy Spirit like that, you see that there are no separate minds. Everything is one. Um, so so all so the world and bodies and thoughts and feelings, these are all just ripples in awareness. Um you could think about, I used this metaphor about six months ago, but you could think about awareness, like, you know, the way children have modeling clay. And you could think about modeling clay, getting, you know, making a world out of modeling clay. So you're making trees and little squirrels and people out of modeling clay. Um, and you're looking at it and you go, oh, look, it's a modeling clay world. Well, this world is awareness world, <laughs> consciousness world. It's all, you know, there are all these things that seem like they're different and separate, and they're not because they're all made out of the same stuff, which is which is awareness, which is consciousness. Um, and so everything is just awareness. So that's what the real world is. You look out as awareness and just see awareness. If if I don't identify as the I. That is a story, that is an object, that is thoughts, feelings, emotions, and history, and all of that sort of thing. Um, when I step out of thought um, and concepts, everything is seen as one. Everything is you as awareness, as consciousness. That's the real world. Now, beyond... <laughs> You know, because as we know, consciousness is not the end of the story. Um, beyond the real world, there's the realization that 
but there's nothing to so okay the first realization there's nothing to the world that isn't awareness and then the second realization there's nothing to consciousness that isn't god you know jesus says in a very real sense everything has its being in god so consciousness is a bit like um you know it's made of god <laughs> um it's a contraction of what we are in God um, to, ex to experience an illusory separateness. But there's no being away from God. Like you are, you know, you are in the mind of God always. There's, there's nowhere else to be and there's nothing else that can happen and there's nothing else that can exist and there's nothing else. There's just God. And so consciousness is just a contraction of God. And then um, the world is just a contraction of consciousness. So that's why Jesus says, make this year different by making everything the same. Um, anything else, Eli? Uh, yes, Kathy Stone. She says, so when I have a major decision to make, I look at it without making any judgments and let my conflicting thoughts go and wait until peace comes. And then the answer comes of itself. She's with a question mark there. Yeah. When when you get when you get down to the peace in your mind and the love in your mind, because you know, as, as you practice this, as you as you work with this, um, you're going to discover um, you know, there's such a love in the you, like the awareness. It's not empty, it's empty of the you you think you are, which is thoughts, feelings, and stories and likes and dislikes and nonsense, right? So it's empty of that. But oh my God, it's not empty. It's like there's, you know, there is there is a peace that surpasses all understanding. There is like a causeless joy. There is a the, the, there is a love, like an abstract, non-specific love. It's it's not like it's a love for you. Um it, it it's like it's love itself. Um and so as we practice this, um, um we make the decisions without self-interest. So all, all the stress involved in decision-making is like, but what is good for me? What's going to keep my self-hatred in check as an ego? What's going to keep my separate self from having to look at how inadequate it is? You know, how can I, what do I need to decide now that will make me feel better about myself as an ego? Or what do I need to like try to avoid in the world now in order that you know the bit that i have isn't taken off me um and so you see when we fall back into the cinema with jesus and identify as what's with jesus and not what's on the movie screen now the self now there's no self-interest i'm not invested and so now i can actually just have the holy spirit's atonement plan happen through me now I'm making decisions that are good for me. Now I'm making decisions that are about my enlightenment, about my salvation. I'm no longer trying to manipulate and guide the world so to, to sort of take away the fear of being an ego, to, to try and be a happier ego, and <laughs> to try and not have to look at how much I hate myself as an ego. Now, now I'm relieved of all of that. I let that go. And now, um, you know, right-minded action just happens through me. Now, look, you know, none of us can jump 
to that level straight away. Um, the only thing I want you to remember is I'm never upset for the reason I think. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. The only reason you're upset is because you think you are thoughts, feelings, stories, history, um, sensations going on. And if you join Jesus in the cinema, you can realize there's a you that's completely untouched by that, that is pristine, that is always constant, the stately calm, the changeless dwelling place. Um, so just practice that. And then, you know, you will begin to just realize how effortless it is to do the right thing for everyone concerned with a situation once you've gotten, you know, your little less self out of the way. Once your decisions are no longer about trying to be a happier ego. Because back with Jesus, you realize, but that's not what I was. I was unhappy because I thought I was an ego. I, I, I was anxious about making a decision because I thought I was an ego. But now I'm back with Jesus. I rest in God. So I have no investment now. When I have no ego investment, um, I will just automatically do what is the right thing for everyone concerned with a situation. But again, we're just gently practicing this. Anything else, Eli? No, it seems we're all caught up here. Oh, wait, uh, Lu Lucia just put in one more thing. When I recognize I am awareness of all that I'm aware of, where does the concept behind the symbol of Holy Spirit fit in? That's what the Holy Spirit is. It is this absence, it's salvation. It is the absence of concepts. It is, um, it is the awareness. So, you know, consciousness is split. So if you look at consciousness from one way, the wrong-minded way, um, separateness seems real. Um, however, if you look at consciousness from the right-minded direction, um, consciousness is one. There's just one modeling play. But you have to, you have to know yourself as what's in the cinema with Jesus which is not the thinker or the feeler or the history or anything like that. You have to feel that identity. It takes time to work up to that. But when you feel that identity, suddenly you start having experiences in the world of um, outside things that are not separate. It's like you're looking at something and, you're, and, and it's like there's just this experience of I. And... When there's the collapse of self and other, um, there is this massive experience of love. Everyone knows my story about the, the butter. <laughs> so I won't sort of labor the point. Uh, but you have, you know, you start having experiences all the time in the world whereby you're looking at something and it's like, it's not other than you. It's, and it's holy. And there's this love. Uh, it's extraordinary. But, but again, don't go searching after that. Learn how to be in the cinema with Jesus. He'll teach you that. He'll take you there. Don't you go looking for it as an ego. That experience happens when you're able to step out of identifying as an ego. So don't turn it into an object you're chasing after. Hope that makes sense. Anything else? Okay. Now we have um, Tess. She asks, what is the difference between consciousness and awareness? 
Oh, Tess, 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 don't do that to me. <laughs> um, uh, okay, look, these are symbols and everyone uses them differently, all right? Um, in the Vedanta tradition, you know, you have you have people like um, Nisargadatta Maharaj, and he would make a distinction between consciousness and awareness. Um, the Course does not, okay? Um, you know, for our purposes, um, we could think about them as the same, because the Course name for what is outside of consciousness isn't awareness, it is knowledge. Um, now, again, these are just labels, because I could very easily say, um, in many ways, these are false distinctions, right? So even, even when um, some traditions would say that there's consciousness, and then there's awareness, which precedes, you know, predates, which pre-exists consciousness, um, they would sort of see awareness as God. Um we could get rid of all all of it i mean we could say the truth is there's only god so it's like i said earlier on it's like you know consciousness is just simply a contraction of god an imaginary contraction of god and and the world and separateness is just an imaginary contraction of of consciousness so in some ways we could dispense with the whole thing and just understand everything is simply god you could call that awareness in the course, we couldn't call that consciousness because consciousness is separateness and it's about perception and it's about. Um... But really, we're into a messy business. Everyone understands that differently. Um, if you listen to Eckhart Tolle or Rupert Spira, they do not make a distinction between consciousness and awareness. If you listen to Nisargadatta Maharaj, then he does. Um, if you... And then if you listen to course people, they have it all over the place. Everyone understands differently. Um, I think what you would be wise to do is to understand that what we want to do is we want to learn how to join with the Holy Spirit. And that is that changeless dwelling place um, behind thoughts, feelings, sensations, history, etc. It's what you are in the cinema with Jesus. So work on that. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say this is the right explanation and this is the right definition and this is how it should be. Words are symbols of symbols and twice removed from reality. Everyone uses them differently, and they're all right in the way that they use them. But try not to get tripped up on it. In course parlance, you have the Holy Spirit, um, which is right-minded consciousness. So we could say awareness is right-minded consciousness. And beyond that, there's there's God's knowing knowledge. All right, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, anything else to cover in the chat, really? No, I think you've covered everything pretty well. Okay. And, and again, yeah. uh, I'd like I'd like you to be aware, um, effortlessly aware, uh, during the week of times when you feel moved by the lesson of the course or when you feel moved by the text or you feel moved by um, nature or something like that. I, but I want you to start noticing that it is that, that thoughtless self coming into the foreground in your mind. It's the Holy Spirit. It's this changeless dwelling place. It's this stately calm. 
it's it's this rest in God that's becoming apparent to you, the part of you that's always resting in God. And you, it's, you're just kind of remembering it in the situation because you haven't judged. Because the insane voice talking to itself has gone quiet for a moment, <laughs> became speechless for a few seconds, and you realize that you rest in God. And that's the peace that arises in your mind. So the world never does that to you. Music never does that to you. The course never does that to you. Um, nature doesn't do that to you. Only, only the part of you that rests in God, um, that's where that peace is always there. And you're only ever falling back into it through non-judgment. Maybe we'll read something else from the course. Just what I'd like you to do is let, let's read this section from the course because I think it's beautiful. I mean, this is the part, the, the, these are the closing uh, paragraphs from the Song of Prayer. Um, and, and it's written in the form of God. Um, and he is, he's calling his children home. Right now, okay. Th th there's a, there's a poetic license taken here. Ultimately, God is one, oneness. So there's so God will never have a conversation with anyone. The only way you can know God is to know yourself as God, because there's just one love, and we're that. And God, you know, Jesus tells us in the course that God um, shares His fatherhood with you and sees you only as Himself. So there's no other in God. And that's what you already are. And what you are that rests in God is the memory of that in consciousness. Um, so, okay, this is written in the form of God calling his children homes, which, which again, God knows his children are not at home. <laughs> okay. Um, um, so there's a little bit of a license there. Having said that, you know, this, this really captures the love of God. Uh, the fact that there's never been a judgment from God. And what I'd like you to understand it to be, it's like the idea of God calling you back from identifying with the stories and the thoughts and the feelings and the sensations and the world. He's calling you back to the cinema with Jesus. He's calling you back to the, the stately calm, the changeless dwelling place. He's saying, you know, um, yeah, so maybe I've built that up enough. Let me read this. But I'd like you to notice that when you hear something beautiful like this, notice, notice the stately calm in your mind. Notice how awareness rises. Um, and see that we're talking about the same thing, you know, because what rises when you're moved by something or inspired by something in your mind, that is the you that's in the cinema. That's always in the cinema with Jesus. It's just that there's the recognition of it in the moment. So I hope you find this as moving as I do and that it brings you in touch with what you are in the cinema with Jesus. Um, so let me just find it here. We'll take ourselves out with this. Okay, I have it here.
Yeah, sorry, technical glitch there. Hold on one moment. Come unto me, my children, once again, without such twisted thoughts upon your hearts. You still are holy, with the holiness which fathers you in perfect sinlessness, and still surrounds you with the arms of peace. Dream now of healing, then arise and lay all dreaming down forever. You are he your father loves who never left his home nor wandered in a savage world with feet that bleed and with a heavy heart made hard against the love that is the truth in you. Give all your dreams to Christ and let him be your guide to healing, leading you in prayer beyond the sorry reaches of the world. He comes for me and speaks my word to you I would recall my weary son to me from dreams of malice to the sweet embrace of everlasting love and perfect peace. My arms are open to the son I love who does not understand that he is healed and that his prayers have never ceased to sing his joyful thanks in union with all creation in the holiness of love. Be still an instant Underneath the sounds of harsh and bitter striving and defeat, there is a voice that speaks to you of me. Hear this an instant and you will be healed. Hear this an instant and you have been saved. Help me to wake my children from the dream of retribution and a little life beset with fear that ends so soon it might as well never have been. Let me instead remind you of eternity, in which your joy grows greater as love extends along with mine beyond infinity, where time and distance have no meaning. While you wait in sorrow, heaven's melody is incomplete, because your song is part of the eternal harmony of love. Without you is creation unfulfilled. Return to me, who never left my son, Listen, my child, your father calls to you. Do not refuse to hear the call for love. Do not deny to Christ what is his own. Heaven is here and heaven is your home. Creation leans across the bars of time to lift the heavy burden from the world. Lift up your hearts to greet its advent. See the shadows fade away in gentleness. The thorns fall softly from the bleeding brow of him who is the Holy Son of God. How lovely are you, child of holiness. How like to me. How lovingly I hold you. In my heart and in my arms. How dear is every gift to me that you have made, who healed my son and took him from the cross. Arise and let my thanks be given you and with my gratitude will come the 
gift first of forgiveness, then eternal peace. So now, return your holy voice to me. The song of prayer is silent without you. The universe is waiting your release because it is its own. Be kind to it and to yourself, and then be kind to me. I ask but this, that you be comforted and live no more in terror and in pain. Do not abandon love. Remember this, whatever you may think about yourself, whatever you may think about the world, your father needs you and will call to you until you come to him in peace at last. Guys, thank you very much for your attendance and your presence here today. I hope you got something useful from today's meeting and we will do it all again next week. So whatever you're up to today, um, be the awareness of it with Jesus. Be thank you for the last bit there. It brought me to tears. I just loved it. Thank you yeah, so the, much. The awareness in your mind, your right mind brought you to tears. Your awareness of love's presence in your mind brought you to tears. Uh, the course did not do that to you. I did not do that to you. The music did not do that to you. You joining, you joined with Jesus in the cinema. You experienced yourself as something that is not thoughts, feelings, and sensations, and histories, and stories. And that's why, you know, love's presence in your mind made itself known. I hope you all got something similar. <laughs> Guys, thanks a million. Have a brilliant Sunday. And we'll catch up in the group. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Have a great.